Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. To get the best essays from our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook, please visit inspirationallifelessons.com. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Everyday Efficiency, a practical guide to efficient living by C.H. Forbes Lindsay, published in 1918. Cheerfulness is the lubricant of the wheel of life. It lightens labor, diminishes difficulties, and mitigates misfortunes. After what we may term the essential virtues, cheerfulness is the most desirable human quality, and it is the most conspicuously absent among Americans. As Emerson once said, I question if Karen Dowd ever wrote their names so legibly on the faces of any other population. With us, the wheel of life is allowed to become rusted with worry and clogged with the dust and lint of petty frictions, so that the round of daily life is made doubly difficult and wearying. It is possible for a cheerless person to achieve success, but they do so at terrible cost to themselves and others. They cannot enjoy money, position, and other attainments, for the power of enjoyment soon passes away from them. They never appreciate the truth that happiness is to be found in living, in endeavor, in the pursuit. The object striven for seldom brings the anticipated happiness. The person who views life as a painful drudgery, to be compensated for by the ultimate realization of a supreme desire, has grievous disappointments in store for them. For as Stevenson said, to travel hopefully is better than to arrive, and true success involves labor. Surely we must look for happiness along the road, not at the end of it. There is a tremendous amount of satisfaction and pleasure to be got out of the hardest journey through life. The secret of finding it is to make cheerfulness a constant daily habit. I have traveled a great deal around the world, and off the beaten tracks with different companions. Some of them found the hardships and discomforts of the journey, sources of genuine interest and amusement while others were driven to despondency and irritability by the same conditions. Cheerfulness is, as a matter of fact, one of the most easily acquired characteristics. Unlike most cultivable traits, it carries its reward in immediate effects. Thus there is constant encouragement to persevere. Cheerfulness is infectious. Every ray of brightness that you throw out is reflected back upon you. The cultivation of cheerfulness is accompanied by pleasure from the start. There is no pain, self-denial, nor even serious difficulty involved in the process. It is merely a matter of setting up earnest desire and making a reasonable effort to attain it. Don't entertain the common illusion that cheerfulness and happiness 
are dependent upon extraneous conditions. Both are essentially mental states that begin and end in the soul. People who appear to have everything that the heart could desire are often unhappy and cheerless. On the other hand, the heavily afflicted and the poverty-stricken frequently display the sunniest dispositions. Said the Abbe Game to Rousseau when a youth, if each person could read the hearts of all others, there would be more people who would prefer to come down than to rise in the world. The wise old monk intended to intimate that most happiness and contentment is to be found in the humbler walks of life. The advantages of a cheerful disposition are many, aside from its influence upon your health and happiness is its all-important effect upon your work. No person afflicted with a morose disposition can be more than 50% efficient. On the other hand, the woman and man of happy temperament will find joy in labor and put all of themselves into their task. Wondrous is the strength of cheerfulness. Altogether beyond calculation, is its power of endurance. Efforts to be permanently useful are uniformly joyous, with a spirit all sunshine, grateful for every gladness, beautiful because bright. Joy in one's work is the consummate tool, without which the work may be done, but slowly, clumsily, and without its finest perfection. Before going further, we should inquire whether there is any fundamental cause for a lack of cheerfulness, or whether, as is frequently the case, it is merely a habitual mood into which we have drifted unawares. First, we should acknowledge that cheerfulness is a natural condition in a healthy individual, whose life is well-ordered, and that it is just as natural that depression surliness and unhappiness result from ill health, unwholesome food, insufficient sleep, restricted breathing, uneasy conscience, and other harmful conditions. Examine yourself carefully in these respects, and if you discover any condition or habit that opposes a cheerful mood, eradicate it at any cost. Now, let us suppose that there is no serious obstacle in the way of your becoming habitually cheerful. No sound reason why you should not be so. How shall you go about attaining the desired object? We have said that cheerfulness is essentially a mental condition. It can be created regardless of outward conditions and maintained intact despite anything which may befall you. It is in the mind that you must cultivate cheerfulness. As a foundation, you need an earnest desire and determination to succeed. For the rest, a few simple practices, adhered to with perseverance, will carry you to your goal. Here is the first one. Go into some quiet place and reflect on the many possessions and conditions for which you are to be thankful. 
Think of the many among your acquaintances who do not enjoy half your blessings. Sum up the greatest of your misfortunes and consider how much worse they might have been. Shake the shadows of the past off your shoulders. Look into the future and survey the mine of opportunity and the possible attainment it holds for you. In short, turn all the sunlight you can summon into your soul. Next up, remember that much depends on starting the day right, and it is actually quite easy to get into the right attitude. Sing or whistle as you dress, and take a cheery smile to the breakfast table. Greet the first person you encounter on the street with a genial salutation. Exchange a few pleasant remarks with the people you may meet. By the time you reach your workplace, you will be in a fitting mood to enter upon the day's work with a cheerful optimism. After that, only a serious mishap can disturb your serenity. Cultivate also a sense of humor. This can be done, and it is not greatly difficult. Indeed, I am inclined to believe that a sense of humor is an almost universally innate trait. Nearly every child displays it strongly. Some people retain it in an active state throughout life, while others allow it to become dormant under the depressive influence of hard and prosaic experiences but I suspect that it is there nonetheless. It may be revived by even the most melancholy among us, if we will but take the trouble to look for the humorous side of life. There always is a humorous side, and by persistently looking for it, we may soon develop a keen detective sense of humor, and that is about as valuable a possession as a person can have. There is a world of wisdom in the old Hebrew proverb, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Physiologists agree that laughter has a decidedly beneficial effect upon the system. Dr. Green asserts that, quote, There is not one remote corner or little inlet of the minute blood vessels of the human body that does not feel some wavelet from the convulsions occasioned by a good strong laugh. Beyond good humor, let me warn you, don't bemoan your misfortunes. We take ourselves and the trifling exigencies of life too seriously. A little of the philosophy of insouciance would not harm most of us. That and the ability to quote, see ourselves as others see us. Occasional retrospection will help to create a sense of true proportion. Look back from today on the thing that you got all fussed up over yesterday, or last week, and you'll wonder how you could have let it disturb you at all. Avoid dwelling on errors and failures, however don't lightly dismiss them from memory. When you have made a mistake or failed in an undertaking, Analyze the circumstances deliberately. Search for causes and decide where your course of action was badly judged or weak. Then determine to eliminate such experiences from the future. Put the thing behind you. 
Don't waste a single moment on useless regrets or futile wishes that you had done it differently. Mistakes and errors treated in this manner may be converted into valuable assets. Instead of causing depression, they will produce encouragement. You will say to yourself, well, that was a bad blunder, but it might have been worse. At any rate, the same sort of thing is not going to happen again. As a matter of fact, I have gained by the experience. In short, look at the matter from the cheery aspect. Form a habit of making the best of everything. This doesn't mean that you are to utterly disregard the spilled milk, but that you should refrain from crying over it. No good can be gained by doing so. It is all largely a matter of mood, and it is quite as easy to maintain the cheerful mood as it is to indulge the mood of depression. Lastly, let me share with you an old Hindu proverb which says, On the road to Delhi, I met a hundred people, and they were all my brothers and sisters. If you will go along your daily quote, Road to Delhi, with something of the attitude of this pilgrim. There is a little fear of your failing in courtesy and geniality. It is entirely a matter of recognizing the other person's rights, being a little in sympathy with them, and displaying a little interest in their welfare. The surly person is necessarily boorish. The cheerful person is necessarily cordial. If your cheerfulness be the outcome of real feeling, and not consist merely of an artificial smile, your natural attitude toward others will excite goodwill and create friends. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Transform your life in 30 days with our Majesty Meditation Program. Our unique auto-suggestion sound method meditation will help you achieve success in every area of your personal and professional life. Learn more at livinghour.org slash majesty. To get 30% off the $11.99 purchase price, use the coupon code INSPIRATION. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.